Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. So happy to be with you, grateful, grateful for our connection, for the healing power of pure spirit to walk with us and talk with us in this wonderful technology age that we can transcend time and space and join together. I talk with so many folks who listen to this radio broadcast and who tell me how meaningful it is to them. And it's very meaningful to me, too. It really is. And I am so grateful that we get to join together in spirit. (sighs) Taking that breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful and so thankful that infinite intelligence is right here where we are. We are grateful and we are thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the power and the presence of love, to the infinite spirit of the all good shining in our heart, in our mind. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to recognize that where we are, The living truth is pre-installed. We don't have to go get it because it's already here. It's part of what we are. It's the very nature of our being. So we are grateful and thankful to accept the nature of our being is perfect love, perfect wholeness, perfect freedom and wisdom. We are grateful and thankful to join together for this healing opportunity that we've given ourselves. We share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our clarity with everyone. And we let it be. We allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So graceful use the technology of prayer. So grateful. Yeah. Ah, Prayer changes lives because it changes our minds. It changes our vibration. It's such a shift. I'm so grateful for the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, A Course in Miracles tells us that whenever there's fears, because we haven't made up our mind, and our mind is split, Right? So we're split between ego identification and spirit identification. We're split between thinking that what we would like is to have more love, more peace, more joy. But what we're doing is we're choosing thoughts of attack and lack and misery and thoughts of limitation and suffering. And we're thinking that other people should be punished. Uh, We're thinking that we are being punished. All these different ways that we're witnessing the split in our mind. How can we say we'd like the peace of God, but we're not willing to employ the means necessary to attain it? 
So my topic this week is fear buster. Fear is on my mind because I, it's interesting. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the radio broadcast, but um, I may have, it may be the only place that I talked about it, although I may have written a blog about it. And um, I, maybe a month ago, six weeks ago, I had an experience where I was thinking about a loved one. And I was thinking about a time that they went through that was very difficult for their ego. And it was, the physical reality was challenging for them as well. It was very threatening. And I just thought, I was thinking about how much things had shifted since then. And I was remembering how intense it was for them a couple of years ago. And I instantly had this feeling. I'm very empathic, and so I instantly had this rush of feeling the fear that they felt at that time. And uh, at the time I was thinking about this, it was late at night. And I had this very visceral rush of fear, like a lightning bolt through my body. And I realized it was such so jarring. It was so jarring. It only lasted for less than a minute. But it was so jarring, and I remembered exactly what it used to feel like when I used to feel that fear, that kind of core fear. And it's, it's the core fear when um, the ego is so threatened because there's some loss of identification that's going on. So it can be like at the time of a loss of a job, a sudden loss of a job, a sudden loss of uh, money, a sudden loss of uh, uh, your home or a family member or something critical to your identification, something you feel is critical, your ego feels is or believes is critical to your identification, that lightning bolt of fear. And I know one of the things that I used to experience on a regular basis was I would feel that kind of lightning bolt just as I was going to sleep at night or just as I was waking up in the morning. And it would come with a shot of adrenaline. So fortunately, this late night when I felt this experience, I... I'll just say, I I believe spirit protected me. It didn't give me that jolt of adrenaline that kept me up, would have kept me up half the night, worried and afraid, going over all the uh, fearful thoughts. Instead, it was just that lightning bolt of feeling that would normally have accompanied, uh, been accompanied by that shot of adrenaline. That, oh my God, I'm so threatened 
was so threatened. My spouse is leaving me. My spouse is cheating on me. My child is addicted to drugs. You know, that level of fear intensity. And I used to feel so threatened in my identity on a regular basis that I used to feel that jolt of fear and the accompanying adrenaline rush on a regular basis. And I had such a taste of remembering how really, really uncomfortable and unpleasant that was. And I know it was to prepare me for the teaching that's coming through now and to support people in moving out of fear. So fear shows up all kinds of ways. Oh, we can make a very long list of the ways that fear shows up. And in our thinking, in our emotional body, in our physical body, in the ways that we're managing and coping with things, in the ways that we settle with things, in all the different codependency patterns in our relationships. It's just a, an incredibly dense, thick, tangled web of fear. And actually, I'm doing a class this week. It's a free class called um, Freedom from Fear. And I'm, I'm going to talk about some very simple tools to interrupt the pattern of fear. But the basic thing is that I'd like to share and make super clear here is that the teachings of A Course in Miracles undo the patterns of fear for real, permanently and for real. And this is what I've seen in myself and the folks who are doing this work with me. It really, really does work. And it can seem hard to imagine. Or what I know it used to feel like for me was I had such a strong belief that this works for others, but not for me. Why? Because I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm not good enough. I'm wrong. There's something not right with me. And there's just no way it can work for me. I don't have what it takes. There is something wrong with me. Something really, really wrong with me. And so I would feel this. I have this tremendous energy to not give up. I just, oh my gosh, I will take everything to the last core of Faith, not giving up. You know, if there's 1% chance we can succeed, let's go for it. <laughs> um, not as much anymore because now I just feel my intuition. Go, don't go. I don't have to uh, uh, put myself through all kinds of things like that anymore. But I used to. I used to. I used to. And I... I'm so grateful that I don't feel those jolts of fear anymore. It's been years since I felt one of those from my own experience. And the way I experience fear now is mild irritation, mild annoyance, um, 
and and I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful that that shifted, and I'm so grateful that I learned how to sh- to to do the shifting uh, because spirit really showed me, and I did what spirit showed me, and it worked. And of course, I talk about it all the time. And that's probably one of the reasons why you would be listening to this broadcast now. And it's one of the reasons why I am so blessed to have so many people writing reviews of the radio show, which is very helpful, by the way. The more reviews that are written, the more that um, the podcast services like iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot will show other people this radio broadcast. So if... One of the great ways you can pay it forward is to write a review. And um, and it, it just takes a few minutes, so I encourage you to please do that. Same with the Course of Miracles app. If you like using the Course of Miracles app, please write a review. Uh, the free app, it, you can get it. If you don't have it, we have it for uh, Apple devices and also um, Android devices. Free for downloading ACIM app, ACIMAPP.com. And so, uh, and one of the reasons why I created my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp class, which uh, is coming up next week, we're starting registration for that. And we'll have registration open for about nine or ten days. And uh, it's because in that boot camp class, uh, me and my team, we hold you very close so that you don't give up on yourself. So that you can truly do this work of establishing the new habits of undoing the fear patterns. And it's amazing how quickly you can make a huge difference in your life if you're willing. And so the topic today is fear buster. And I'm, I'm going to share that the number one fear buster is gratitude. It really is gratitude. We were talking about this in Masterful Living yesterday. Fear is undone when we are making loving choices and when we're choosing to be grateful. And we might be in an experience that's horrible, but we can still be grateful for something, you know. Um, Maybe you can be grateful for sweet potato french fries, or you can be grateful that the birds are still singing even though your house is being burned down. You know, it's finding anything that you can be grateful for. If your house is burning down, you can be grateful that you enjoyed the house. You can be grateful that spirit is taking care of you and that you can open to receive even more, that this must mean even more good is coming into your life, that that house was not necessary for you anymore. I've learned to be grateful for things just as they are, even though sometimes I go through a process of feeling uh, annoyed, frustrated, irritated, confused, or something along the way. I, I get there pretty fast now, and that's why I don't feel threatened 
when there's a sense of loss and a sense of um, things are changing in a way I wouldn't like. I've learned to trust that even it's like I said to <laughs> I said to my friend Allison, who um, is has a similar personality to mine. I said, you know, Allison, somebody could come and bring two or three dump trucks of cow manure and dump it on our yard right on top of us, and our personality now would say, well, what does this mean? I think it means there's going to be some community gardening happening. <laughs> and we've got all this fertilizer. Must be that things are going to be growing. And so um, that that's the thing is to take what feels like a big load of poo and say, ah, fertilizer yes this is fertilizer for my magnificence my greatness is being fertilized here and now it's god's greatness in me hallelujah hallelujah bring it on here comes my greatness because that's often how it works that in order for us, many times, at least it used to, I used to feel this way, many times I would cling to the form of things as it was, as it were. I would cling to what I had made through the force of my ego personality. And I was such, and I still am to some degree, a, such a creature of habit I like my tea the way I like my tea. I like my coffee the way I like my coffee. I like my tea when I like my tea and my coffee when I like my coffee. And I like to, you know, like most people, you kind of shower in the same way. You start in the same place washing your body and you finish in the same place. And you you like the products that you like and you like the, you know, you like to get up when you like to get up. It's We have all these attachments to all these different aspects of our life. And what for me happened was spirit basically put me out on the road. You notice a lot of Course in Miracles teachers spend a lot of time on the road. And for me, I was so attached to how I liked everything to be. I found myself all over the place in new environments where they didn't have the products I liked and they didn't have the, you know, the sounds were different and the birds are starting at 3.30 in the morning or uh, they, whatever is going on is going on and the internet's not working <laughs> and uh, the only thing there is to eat is ham and just... Me saying, all right, I'm going with what God's given me here. And I'm going to use it for my good. Because what else could it be for? So on a very practical level, because of my willingness and my commitment, I could see now that God put me on the fast track by forcing me, in a sense, out of my home. And I've learned that I just I have to go where God sends me or I won't be comfortable. It's not going to work for me. I can't 
try to manipulate God. That's that's not going to work for me because I used to do that. Oh, I used to do that all the time. I used to pretend that uh, what I wanted to do was God's guidance, and it just it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, in fact, right now, one of the things I'm thinking about a great deal is the uh, ministerial trainings that John Mundy and I are doing this August, and uh, you can register right now. We have early bird specials on. We've got payment plans on, and um, we're doing three retreats back-to-back in mid-August. One is on inspirational writing. One is on inspirational teaching, and one is on inspirational speaking. And what I've discovered is that uh, when Spirit gives me an idea, uh, it's just not going to let it go. It's just going to keep tap, tap, tapping on my head. And so this has been tap, tap, tapping on my head for a while. And I don't know what was going on this year, but... Boy, we had to move from venue to venue to venue. Finally, we're settled at a beautiful resort in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I just know that there's some reason why the other two places, um, we negotiated the contract, everything was perfect, and then they pulled the rug out from under us. And I just know this resort is going to be so perfect for us. I can feel it in my body. And I can feel because i was uh, been writing about it and thinking about it so much all the transformation and healing that's going to happen and what preparing for these events is doing for me is i'm remembering how fearful i used to be i can remember preparing to give a talk and being so nervous so nervous and trying to memorize my key points and so I could do it well. And I remember writing things down and writing up the talk and then whittling it down to 10 three by five cards and then trying to get it down to three three by five cards. And um, I can remember standing at the podium and having trouble breathing and being nervous and speaking and feeling lost and needing to go back to my three by five cards. And I, I was doing everything that I had learned in ministerial school, but it wasn't working for me. I wasn't enjoying it. It didn't feel right. And spirit kept tap, tap, tapping on me. There's another way. There's a better way. And so I finally said, okay, Spirit, what's the better way? I got clear insight what to do and how to do it. I started practicing that. And lo and behold, the nervousness went away, the fear went away, the three-by-five cards went away, and I began to feel like I had a real gift for it, a real gift for it. I had to get out of the head and into the heart. So all fear is produced by the intellect. One of the key things for us to understand in the fear busting is that when we go into gratitude, it takes us right into our heart. 
You, you really can't be genuinely grateful and be in your intellect. You really can't. You, you, in order to be genuinely grateful, you've got to drop into your heart. And it's a really quick way to get into your heart. Yes, indeed. Well, it's time for me to take a break here. We're going to take a break. And you're listening to Jennifer Hadley, Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So we're talking about busting up fear. And I will say a reminder that I have this free class this week uh, where I'm going to, uh, the topic is freedom from fear. And I'm going to give um, a, a very clear tip and tool to use that works and inspiration to use it. And I'm also going to share how my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp class it takes the ACIM principles the Course of Miracles principles and applies them in a way to dramatically reduce fear. And we've had so many hundreds of people take this boot camp class. We, we know it works. We know it works. And so many people have really transformed their lives as a result of taking the class. Of course, I can't guarantee you will transform your life because I can't get inside your head and make your decisions for you. But what we've done in find, my Finding Freedom Boot Camp is we've really created a very effective program so you won't give up and so you'll actually do the work. And that's what's important to me because I know how it works if you work it, like they say in um, AA. So gratitude, when we go to gratitude, it takes us out of our intellect and into our heart. Remember, the intellect is the ego. It is. So I'm going to invite you to consider bringing to your awareness something that bothers you. Something that irritates you. Or maybe someone. Someone. Let's do that. Someone that irritates you. Maybe someone that you have a lot of fear around. If you start to tune into what are the thoughts that you're energizing, what are the thoughts that you're investing your God power in holding about this person and yourself in relationship to this person? Consider those things, those thoughts. I find it very helpful to make a list of them. 
It's crazy how many spiritual students will listen to spiritual talks like this for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, but they won't pause and spend 15 minutes to make a list. So just saying, that's what my Finding Freedom Boot Camp is all about, inspiring you to actually do this, 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 because it works. So make a list, 15 thoughts that you have about yourself in relationship to this person, or um, that you have about this person. And really, let's just focus on the unkind thoughts, the untrue thoughts, the negative thoughts. Um, and here are some tips to transform this. First, let's see if we can find one thought of gratitude. One thought of gratitude. And it might be, I'm grateful I no longer live with them. I'm grateful that... I am aware that this is not a healthy relationship. Something like that. It could be. Uh, it could be I'm grateful that as challenging as this relationship is, they make a great cup of coffee. <laughs> Find something to be grateful for. And you'll notice if you practice this on a daily basis when you feel fear, it's going to take you into your heart. Gratitude will take you into your heart. We come into our heart, then we can find a loving thought. I have compassion for them, even though I don't like them. I have compassion. I'm willing to have compassion for them. I'm willing to be willing to have compassion for them, even though my thoughts about them are very upsetting to me. Start to move away from thinking, this person is upsetting to me, to my thoughts about this person are upsetting to me. We get perspective on it. Change our mind about it. There comes the healing. We, we can move out of fear. I have found that it is extremely helpful to realize that fear really does come from uh, what uh, Jesus says in, uh, in the Course. Whenever there is fear, it is because you've not made up your mind. Your mind is therefore split. And your behavior inevitably becomes erratic. Correcting at the behavior level can shift the error from the first to the second type, but will not obliterate the fear. So this is in um, the fear and conflict section in Chapter 2. Specifically, it's Paragraph 5. Right? So... Uh, 
fear in 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 uh, the beginning of the paragraph it says fear is always a sign of strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do when what you want conflicts with what you do so that's what I was saying you want the peace of God but you're not freeing your mind of the thoughts that obstruct the peace that break up the peace so if you want the peace of God and I I don't like to say want because it implies that we don't already have it I, I would rather say you believe that you uh, or that you desire the peace of God. Think of desire as of the Father. Desire, desire the peace of God. You desire to express and experience and know and feel and be the living demonstration of the peace of God. So, when that's our desire, our true heart's desire, but mentally we are not willing to hold the thoughts that will bring it instead we as jesus says are far too accepting of mind wandering mind wandering to criticism to blame to shame to regret to resentment so in order to have a life without fear we really must be willing to shift our identification. And the great news is, is that the Holy Spirit will do the lifting and the shifting for us if we're willing to relinquish our attachment to our self-perception. So one of the things that helps us to do this is and this is all delineated in the trust development of trust section in in chapter four of the manual for teachers and that's why in my classes i recommend that people read that development of trust section seven days in a row and then read it once a week from then on because it's really helpful to be reminded that if we're not willing to give up the causes of our suffering, but we are praying for help, then what Spirit has to do, our own higher Holy Spirit has to do, is it has to, in a sense, take away from us that things are causing the pain. So it's just like if a child is hurting themselves with a pair of scissors, a good and loving parent will take that pair of scissors away from that child so the child can't hurt itself anymore even if the child is screaming it's like if the child is eating so much sugar that they're creating all kinds of dysfunction in their body their body is overwhelmed by it and their their uh, blood sugar levels are freaking out a good parent will get the sugar out of the house a good parent will not be eating sugar in front of that child, or at all. I love the story of Gandhi. Gandhi was such a great teacher to me. Oh, my God. I love, I love Mahatma Gandhi. What a beautiful, beautiful teacher. And 
every single way. And there was uh, uh, parents that came to Gandhi and they said, our child is obsessed with eating sugar and it's making him sick. And we have to stop him from eating the sugar. And he won't stop. We can't get him to stop. And his health depends on it. Can you help us? We're at a total loss here. So Gandhi says, let me talk with the child. So he sits and talks with the child. And the parents um, go back home. And the child doesn't eat any... uh, Oh, and the child... um, Oh, I know, sorry, excuse me, I haven't told this story in a very long time. As I remember now, Gandhi says to the parents, uh, he doesn't talk with the child then, he says, come back in two weeks. Come back in two weeks. So the parents come back in two weeks, and, um, and Gandhi says, let me talk with the child now. So he talks with the child, and the parents go home, and uh they come back in a couple weeks more, and they say, oh, my God, Gandhi, he, he's not eaten any sugar since you talked with him. What did you say to him? And he said, well, um, I had to first see, could I go without sugar? How would it be for me? Could I go without sugar? So that's why I said, bring him back in two weeks the first time. So I needed to have two weeks to not have any sugar myself. And then when I spoke to him, I said, I'm not going to eat any sugar anymore because you cannot eat sugar. And I'm going to be in solidarity with you that as long as you can't eat sugar, I won't eat sugar. And um, we'll both be in good health. And apparently that was the motivation the child needed, was he needed support that he wouldn't be the only one not eating sugar. And so it's joining with people, so, so helpful. But it's also this willingness to shift and to give up what we previously thought we needed. Uh, because we, we all know this about ourselves and about other people, that we will continue to do things that we know are self-destructive. We have more than enough evidence to know that it's self-destructive. Or we won't do things that we know would be helpful to us. Could be to do with food. It could be to do with alcohol. Could be to do with exercise. It could be to do with sex. It could be to do with any number of things. Could be to do with our finances or just any number of things. Our career. Things that we could do to help us, we refuse to do, we're reluctant to do things that we could stop doing that would be so supportive of us and we just don't do it. Why? Why, why, why? It's because we do not love ourselves and we do not actually believe that these things will bring results. And this is why in my classes, Things are constructed in a way that you don't feel alone trying to do it by yourself. That like the boy having 
one other person, and particularly someone that was admired, but even just one other person saying, I'll do it with you, is so, so helpful. Let's do it together. Uh, It's like having a workout partner, right? So having a spiritual workout partner. I have prayer partners. They're my spiritual workout partners. And I've had prayer partners for 21 years. I know the benefit. And that's why in my classes, I give people the opportunity to have prayer partners. Because just listening to this radio show or just listening to the classes is helpful. But what's more helpful is to have people you're actually doing the work with. And you're sharing and you're learning and growing together. It, it's amazing what a difference it makes. And I know that this is why Jesus has made it so clear to us in his teachings that he's always with us. We're never alone. But we can believe we're alone. We can pretend we're alone, but we're not alone. And it is somebody was talking about this in class yesterday, what a difference it makes to invite the company of heaven, the angels, the ascended masters, whoever it is that you would like to invite to walk with you, to talk with you. That was one of the things I did 20-some years ago was I asked Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. to walk with me and talk with me and their guides and their teachers and to teach me about the personal practice of nonviolence, which in many ways, at least the way they taught me, is the same as A Course of Miracles. It's about recognizing what is unloving and what is loving and being clearly able to feel and know and sense and tell the difference, to hear it on a spiritual level, to feel it on a spiritual level, to recognize it. But the one thing that's required in order for us to have that most basic level of intuition is we have to be really willing to listen and hear. And one of the biggest challenges for me, and this was one of the main causes of fear that I had, was I would hear the intuitive guidance of what to do or not to do, and I would brush it away. I would ignore it. I would back away from it. I would say, no, uh, I can't do that. That's too much. No, 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 no. And that caused me so much pain, my unwillingness, because I thought I was going to have to give up the things I wanted and needed. Nothing could have been further from the truth. In fact, Everything that I truly desired or desire is consistently being given to me. So I had a great desire to live without fear. And I don't experience um, intense fear anymore. I had a great desire to be able to be loving and kind and patient no matter what. And am I there 100%? No, I'm not there 100%. Don't pretend to be. I don't pretend to be. But I own it when I'm not. I apologize if I'm irritable. I own it. And then 
there's peace again. I don't judge myself when I'm not 100%. I say, oh, sweetheart, darling, here's our opportunity to gather more learning, to let go of all temptation to judge, to blame, to shame. Instead, I'm just going to say, ah, there's something that happened that I can look at. What is the cause? Give the cause, known or unknown, to the Holy Spirit for healing. And in these ways, fear dissolves. Because fear is the result of believing I'm separate from God. So the more I allow myself to let the love in, and to see that all things work together for my good, even when I seem to have uh, behaved in a way that was less than stellar. There's something for me to gain from that. And there's something that I can share with others that will be helpful to them from that. Somehow, some way. God intends everything for my good. Let me receive it that way. Let me really energize it that way. Because it's my choice. I can go into shame. I can go into blame. I can make excuses. I can try to analyze the data. But all of those things are going to keep me spinning around in the ego, which is not what I'm interested in anymore at all. Not at all. And in, in the Course, uh, Jesus tells us that fear seems involuntary. It seems like it's something that happens to us, but it's not. It's the direct result of our beliefs being triggered. And we may not be able to recognize uh, the trigger or the belief, but we don't have to. That's not our job. Our job is to give it, known or unknown, recognized or unrecognized, to the Holy Spirit for healing. That's our job. Our job is just to be willing. And so, remember too that in the fear and conflict section, Jesus says that Fear arises from lack of love, and the only remedy for lack of love is perfect love. And perfect love is the remembrance that there is no separation. So we can, when we feel the fear, find one thing to be grateful for. And I'm telling you, one of the best things to be grateful for is just to realize, I just realized I feel fear. And this is one of the things that Jesus tells us in the cause and effect section, which is the next section over. I've been talking about this a lot recently, because this whole fear thing has been on my mind so much. And Jesus tells us that you wouldn't wish me to take away the experience of fear, because if you did, you'd be lost here in time and space. You'd have no way out. Uh, 
So instead of asking me to take the fear away, ask me to take the root causes away. That's the whole thing that I say, I'm not interested in this anymore. Please heal this back to the root so I never experience it again. And please do the same for everyone. Everyone who has the same kind of experience. So when we do this, then every time we feel afraid, it brings us benefit. Because every time we feel afraid, we're undoing the root causes of fear. And I know that this works. I know it. I've demonstrated it. And so many people in my classes have demonstrated this works. It's not hard to do. It doesn't cost you any money. You can do it very quickly. It's not time-consuming. It's really simply partnering up with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with the higher self. Every time you feel afraid, do not start managing and coping with it. You know, a lot of people keep fanning the flames of fear because it keeps them playing small because they're so afraid of being unworthy of sharing their gifts and talents. They feel, feel so unworthy of being in loving relationships. So instead, they feel more comfortable. They feel less threatened, feeling frightened. It's kind of crazy, but having done it myself, I know what it's about. So these are some fear buster things. Gratitude, 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 my friend. <laughs> and come to my Freedom from Fear class. And if you're, if you're willing, we've got all kinds of payment plans for my Finding Freedom class. The Spiritual Boot Camp is going to start soon. And oh, we've got so much lined up to support you in letting go of fear. Now is the time for us to be clear. <laughs> and I hope... You'll come and join me and John Mundy in August in Scottsdale, Arizona for the teaching, speaking, uh, and um, writing retreats. Three retreats back-to-back so that those are coming from a distance. We've already got people coming from outside the United States to come and share uh, with me and John. It's going to be a powerful, powerful healing time. Next spiritual counseling training intensive is in October, and there probably won't be another one until next summer. So these programs are on. Check out the details at the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Yes, 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 yes. All right, let's take a breath of love and gratitude together. And in this place of gratitude, I'd like to thank all those people who donate to make this radio show possible, to make it possible for us to pay to have all the episodes transcribed. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. We take a breath together of love and gratitude, and we open our heart and mind to the Holy Spirit for healing. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits with all. In gratitude, we let it be. Know it's done. So it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. I love you. Mwah.